Welcome everybody to Ask the Coach Show, episode 11. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, we've got Alois Rosario with me. Welcome, Alois. Morning, Jeffrey. How are you? Yes, I'm good. I'm a little bit tired and a little bit sore because yesterday I did the Around the Bay in a Day bike ride, a 210-kilometer bike ride, so I'm a bit sore. I yeah, 210 k's. That's a long. That's a long way, Jeff. Yes. Yeah. It was. You know, it took us 11 hours, including the breaks and catching the ferry across the bay. So it's a long time to be sitting on a bike. And a little bit of advice for anyone that wants to do it: do a little bit more training than I did. I did a little bit, but not enough. Obviously, pretty sore today. <laughs> yeah, that is good advice. Like in anything, Jeff, training. Yes, training is important. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get into the questions. So first off, Johan has got a question for us. And Johan says, Hi Alois, I have my first tournament of the season in a week and I want to practice my serves. One problem, I don't have any plastic balls. Is it bad to practice my serves with celluloid balls? Yeah, Johan, that's a good question because... Um with the transition now between the celluloid and plastic, there aren't a lot of people with plastic balls around. Um, but I think it's better to just practice your serves, um, even with the celluloid balls. Otherwise, you're just going to lose a bit of touch. On the day when you get there, if you can, just um, see if you can borrow a plastic ball and just practice some serves for um, 10 minutes if you can, just to fine-tune the serving. But there's not a lot of difference with the bouncer. There is a little bit. Um, so that'll just fine-tune you. But I think it's better than not practicing your serves at all. So, uh, so Johan, yeah, go ahead, practice your serves with a celluloid and try to adjust on the day. All right, Johan, so get out there and keep practicing those serves. Okay, Cole has a question for us. And Cole says, um, do professionals who play with the shake hand use a specific specialised grip for serving and quickly shift to the shake hand for the majority of the point, or do you stay with a special grip after the serve? Yeah, so uh, so yeah, we do adjust the grip. So that's the normal shake hand grip. So we do take these three fingers off and put them behind the handle there, um, for especially for the pendulum serve. For the backhand serve, you would just release these fingers a bit so you can use your wrist a bit more. So yeah, you can um, adjust that. and. The idea, though, is to just try to get that grip back as quickly as you possibly can after you serve. So transition from there to there as quickly as you can. Yeah, and it's actually not that difficult to transition back with most of those grips. So with a bit of practice, you can easily switch back to your normal grip. Okay, so good luck with that. Now, um, we have a question from Danny. So Danny says... I recently uh, received advice to engage my thumb and apply pressure onto the rubber when doing my backhand counter hit. So the advice improved my backhand, but I don't know if I should change, especially if the rallies are transitioning from the backhand to the forehand in a fast manner. So what are your thoughts on that, Alois? Yeah, the, um, you will find that by putting your thumb up the rubber a little bit more. You do get better stability when you're when you're blocking and um, it's a little bit easier to block. Um, and that's okay if that's all you're doing. If you're just blocking on the backhand side, 
that's fine. But table tennis is a game where you are transitioning all the time. So you're playing forehands, backhands. Um, sometimes you're blocking. Sometimes you're trying to topspin. So it it's better if you can keep a more neutral type of grip, <coughs> keeping the thumb down for most of the time uh, to play your strokes because you're going to find that you just haven't got enough time. The ball's coming at you quickly. You need to transition between backhand and forehand um, to to make those strokes. If you know you've got a lot of time and you know there's a there's a slower ball or something, and then you want to put your thumb up there just to punch through it, and you feel like you've got enough time, that's all right. But remember, table tennis is a game where we uh, incorporate a lot of strokes. We don't know where the ball's coming um, in a match situation, so um, it's better to try to work with a more neutral grip with the thumb a little bit lower. Yeah, and even for those slower balls, Alice, I think that having the thumb up higher is not that huge an advantage. If you're practicing with the regular grip, you can play a nice backhand punch with, with a fairly standard grip. So so I think it's probably better to stick with the standard grip more often. Yes. Okay. Your, your sound was just cutting out there here. Hopefully it's uh, broadcasting all right. But oh, um, I, was, I was just saying that with the backhand, I think that um, the standard grip, you can still play a really good backhand punch even on those slower balls. So I don't think there's a huge advantage for putting your thumb up higher. Like once you practice with it, you can get a really good backhand with a, with a normal grip. Yeah, that's right. You can. And in fact, <clears throat> you know, when, when you've got your thumb up there, it does lock your wrist a bit, which which feels like it's got a bit more stability to it, but um, when you've got your thumb down, you can relax your wrist a bit more and you can you can actually punch through the ball a little bit better if, if, you, if your stroke is good. Excellent. Okay. So our next question is from Shivam, and Shivam says, due to studies, I haven't played table tennis for one and a half months. I played today in an inter-school tournament and I lost to a player whom I used to defeat every time. What is the reason of my defeat and how can I prepare, prepare for my state tournament? Yeah, so this is the, this is the problem that um, quite a few people will face. I mean, studies always come up or, you know, you're, you're more caught up with work or whatever it is. Unless you're a professional player that's, um, you know, pl playing every day and guaranteed to be playing uh, whenever you want to. Um, this is a situation that arises all the time with our ping skillers. So the first thing is to don't try to expect too much from yourself um, when you're when you're playing when you're first coming back after not playing for a month and a half. Allow yourself to adjust. Allow yourself to just control the ball a little bit. Um, practice some more consistency to, for the first session or so, just so you start to feel um, feel the ball again. The reason that you don't win those matches is because you've just lost a little bit of that touch and feel um, of, of the ball. As you prepare now for your state tournament, just build it up gradually. You've got a little bit of time. So think about, firstly, just consistency and then build up, work more with your top spin strokes. Then you can work on your serving, your return of serve, um, and start to focus in the couple of days before the tournament just on those um, game type situations of the serving, return of serve and the third ball attack. So don't worry if on day one you don't feel great. That's really natural. Just build it up slowly until you get to tournament day and then 
you've, you've built into the tournament and you've built up your skills over that uh, short preparation time. Okay, good luck with that tournament, Sivan. Let us know how you get on. Now, we've just had a question online from Colin. So, hi, Colin. Thanks very much for joining in the conversation and asking us a question using our Google Hangouts. Um, so, Colin's asked, as a penold player, should I hit with the other side of my bat? I tend to find that I can't have as much control as if I simply move more and use the same side of my bat. Yeah, sure, Colin. Um, yeah, and welcome. Um, it is... Um, a good idea if you can start to develop what we call the reverse uh, backhand, uh, reverse penhole backhand. But you're right, it's quite a difficult stroke to, to master. It's, it's hard to get that control with that side. If you feel more comfortable playing with the same side, that's great. Build on those skills, but slowly start to develop your reverse penhole backhand. A couple of things to think about with that is to, to make sure that you're getting a nice flat contact on the ball to start with. A lot of the time when people uh, start to play the reverse pen hold, the angle of their racket looks like that coming at the ball. So the ball is going to tend to go out to the side uh, of the table. So you need to just rotate that bat around a little bit. You can adjust your fingers just so you can get that bat a bit flatter and then come straight through the ball that way. So, Colin, um, work on it. Try to uh, try to develop it because it can become a really effective stroke and it can be a really good way of attacking with your backhand side. And that saves you having to move so much um, in the rally situation. So, um, try to incorporate it slowly into your game. It will be useful. Excellent. Yeah, I guess um, it, in terms of the history of table tennis, it's fairly new, this reverse penhold backhand, but I think players like Wang Howe just showed how effective that stroke can be. Yeah, and it, uh, now the, the top penhold players basically utilise it a lot, and, um, and it has changed the game quite markedly. It was getting to the stage where the penholders were starting to get to a level where they almost couldn't compete, um, with the shake hand players, um, whereas now with the reverse penhole backhand, the the, sh the penholders and um, have really um, come into their own again. Okay, so good luck with that, Colin. So now we're going to move on to the ping skillers question of the day, and today we're going to talk about the new plastic balls. So the question is, what will be the effect of the new plastic balls? We'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this, Alois? Um, yeah, we did a little bit of a, a review on uh, one of the plastic balls um, that you can have a look if you want to search on um, on our website for it. Um, they're playing, uh, they're, or they've just finished the Women's World Cup, and surprisingly enough, the winner was Ding Ning and uh, beat uh, Li Xiaoxia, um in the final. So the number one and two seeds ended up making it to the final, and... Uh, the result went the way it was supposed to. But having said that, watching some of Ding Ding's earlier matches, she didn't really look that comfortable. Um, and I think it was a little bit to do with the plastic ball. I think um, the ball was holding up a bit on her and she, she started to look quite um, quite tense on, uh, on some of her strokes. So I think it did affect her, but it was obviously also affecting the other players slightly as well. And in the end, 
the winner was uh, the number one seed. So anyway, let, uh, let's. Uh, it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts and see uh, see what you uh, have experienced or or what um, what you think the effects will be. Excellent. All right. Well, we look forward to hearing from you. And thanks, everyone, for watching the show. Thanks, Colin, for jumping in and asking a question. And don't forget, check out our website, www.pingskills.com. We've got lots of information there for you. And we will see you again shortly for Episode 12. Thanks for watching. Thanks, Alois. Yeah, and don't forget, uh, Jeff, um, viewers do want to get on to uh, tomorrow's uh, episode with their questions. They can go to uh, Google Hangouts and um, and post their question on there before tomorrow. Excellent, excellent. Uh, yes, we'd love to hear from you. All right, thanks everyone. Catch you shortly. Bye. Bye.